Yes, hello folks, welcome to the weekly uh, cricket podcast, Nate to meet you, uh, I'm Philip Brown, how you doing Colin, did you see a cricket this weekend mate? All good mate, um, I can't even believe it's smiling to be honest, I don't know where to start with this podcast, first of all, any Liverpool fan who's coming at me, I haven't responded to you in 24 hours for a reason, I won't be responding to you, it's actually 24 hours coming up since we went through this monstrosity of a day. Honestly, the worst Sunday in my entire life, mate. I thought nothing could beat that time when I was sat in Old Trafford and we get spanked by them. But you know what this does? Because this team aren't that team. This team are so much better. And it hurts. Really, really hurts. So everyone watching this, who's watching it for a laugh, honestly, I hate every single one of you. Especially you, Ryan McLaughlin, if you're watching this. He's tortured me for 24 well, he, hours. He, 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 watch all the want. Make sure you don't mess up out where I drop at the eggs. <coughs> Make sure uh, this, this might get a bit dirty if we go, we go through this podcast. So I'm sure you keep watching. Um, honestly, I'll be honest, <laughs> I felt worse last season. Like It was a terrible result, don't get me wrong. Um, but it was a bad 40 minutes of football. Um, like I said on Twitter, I felt like a relapsing drug addict. It felt like watching someone that had been doing so well in their life fall back on the old habits. And um, what I saw with United in the last 40 minutes of that game, I, I'll tell you what, Bruno Fernandes irritated me more than the result. Uh, not just Bruno Fernandes, but a bunch of players. And I hear some absolute shite about, uh, we'll learn from this. What are you going to learn? The show set of balls? To show up and be professional? Now, what, do you, what are you going to learn? What did you didn't learn against Man City? What you didn't learn away to Brentford? What you didn't learn in the two games against Liverpool last season? I mean, I'm not asking for much here. I'm asking for a football team that shows up, that has a bit of personality. You, top teams don't lose. 7-0. And, you know, one of the things that Ten Hag said was, after 2-0 there was no team. What happened to Real Madrid after 2-0 no, at Anfield? They certainly had a team. They came back and hit them for five. Now Liverpool fans, before they get ahead of themselves, told I'll remind them to take a look at the league table. Oh, <clears throat> because there was, was a time whenever Liverpool actually celebrated winning titles and winning trophies, not winning games. And I think that's a reflection of where you're at whenever you get more satisfaction out of winning a game than actually uh, winning titles and... Uh, you know, you need to want to want a cup last week. Um, what a Liverpool one! So Let, um, let's give them let's give them fair dues, though. That they, well, no, no, they, they, they won, played they, us they, off the park. No, no, no. They, they didn't. They did. They did. They did second. They, you need to capitulate the second half. I, I, I would have said second half. There probably isn't the team in the top half of the Premier League that wouldn't have done United like that. I mean, the only reason why it wasn't ten was because there was another ten minutes. It wasn't another ten minutes in that game. The way United played in that second half. After going, and the second goal was so stupid because Luke Shaw did exactly the same thing. He's defending the same space as Martinez. Ball watching, Cody Gakpo walks inside and scores. So stupid. Um, but the way they, they the, what they did second half, I mean, most professional football teams would. I mean, it was exactly the same what Aston Villa did to Liverpool when they hit them for seven. Whenever you don't do the basics, in a football team, in a football game. I mean, how do you need to beat City and Liverpool at home and lose six and seven away? That's not about ability, that's about professionalism, that's about mentality, it's about the things that you expect to be to have the bare minimum. And some of those players shouldn't be allowed to be forgiven so easy. You don't redeem that against Badis, you don't redeem that against Southampton. I think as well, though, 
you made you made points on this after Brentford that this team will never fail under Ten Hag, which was a perfect I didn't see because, because, I, yeah. because I could you could never see this coming, right? You couldn't envisage this. And what you said was so true in that point because you said this team will never fold. But look at us now, and the reason no. why we're folded is because we're still lacking the personalities. I thought Bruno was that guy. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was a bad day. Let's put it down to a bad day. But when you really look at the crux of this and the, the problems that we're having, there's so many problems in that team. There's issues there that whenever we're getting beat yeah. two, three nil, that there there's no comeback. There's no there's no one with a pair of balls to take that game by the scruff of the neck yesterday. And that's the problem. And I think as well, like you know, this could be the best thing happens this team. We were getting a bit ahead of ourselves. Let's not let's not be well, I think let's be honest about it. When they were two 0 up, they were still trying to get back into the game. And so they were getting caught out. And obviously once you start going three or four behind you lose the head. Um and um there was no discipline. Ten Hag's gonna have to be ruthless though to fix this problem. And I think there are in these games, these are the games that defend you as a player. It's not the, the Leicester games, it's not the Southampton games, it's these games. These are the games that define whether you're good or great. United should have been ahead in the first half. Rashford missed a good chance, Bruno Fernandes missed a good chance. Liverpool never really created anything until they scored. Um, it was a competitive game until half-time and then United came out. Once they conceded second half, started that game really, really poorly. Um, it became about individual players. Um, I, I don't think it's reminiscent of last season and losing for the same reasons. Um, because in the last last season, United were not competitive at all in this game, home or away. And Ten Hag, if you look at when they lost against Villa and you look at when they lost against City, they went on long runs of winning games, even after Arsenal. Um, you can lose a game of football, that can happen. Uh, in some sense, United's capitulations partly robs Liverpool of the merit of the victory. They thoroughly deserved it, but as I said, what United did yesterday, that second half, would concern me because there's clearly still players in that team that uh, have, a, I mean, this, this, these apologies and all these you know, euphemisms and all these other embarrassed, we apologise. You don't apologise on social media, you don't apologise in an interview, you apologise on the pitch. Right? And honestly, that, that, that shit infuriates me. It's like, I don't care about your empty words because we've seen, I mean, it's just a rearrangement of the same words after City. It's a rearrangement of the same words that we saw last season. How many times are you going to say sorry? You know. But to be I honest, mean, the players are in a, in a tough situation because what do you say after a defeat like that? If you go no, quiet, it's not what you say, you're shying away do. from it. It's yeah, what you yeah, do. My point is, is straight away, we don't have a game until Thursday. The players are, are, are people too. They want to express their emotions. If they're quiet... Show it on the pitch. Say, yeah, but I'm saying they haven't got a chance until Thursday. I actually half agree and understand with players coming out with statements. Because after a game like that, after a game like that, there deserves to be words. There deserves to be something said about such empty a terrible words, performance. Man. Empty words. Empty words. I don't need to hear from them. I need to see from them. Right? You know, it's like a drunk coming home from the bar every night at three in the morning and saying, sorry, I meant to be home at 11. And by the time you get to Wednesday, those apologies don't really mean much. Do you know what I mean? Because it's not an accident. See, once is an anomaly and you can accept that. But when you do that repeatedly, that's not an accident. Okay? And, and if eventually those apologies are hollow, 
because if you want to apologize for what happened last season at Anfield and Old Trafford, you do it yesterday. If you want to apologize for what happened at City, that's how you apologize by what you do on the field, not what you say afterwards, right? Because what you say afterwards really is irrelevant because when you keep doing this, then I'm gonna question the authenticity of your apologies. I don't really think you mean it. You know? And so to me But can we okay, let, let's shift it for a second, right? Can we put this down to fatigue? This team have not stopped mm-hmm. playing. Can, can we may it stop bad nonsense? It, it comes into it though. It comes into it. Fatigue maybe if you lose two 0 no, right. no, 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 don't get me. I'm not saying the 7-0. I'm saying losing this game due to fatigue. The players' heads went a 3-0. That was it. There's no explanation after that. Listen. A 3-0, there's no explanation. You don't lose a game, game 7-0 in the Premier League due to fatigue. You don't. You lose a game. If you, if you lose a game 7-0 at this level, there's so many more things going wrong than fatigue. But I'm saying fatigue. I mean, you can play a, a game day. that you can you can play a game that prioritizes. Okay, we're not going to press. We're going to sit deep. We're going to hit the break because we've got heavy legs. No, I get that. But and my you point shape is, and you don't do stupid things. That's nothing to do with fatigue. Yeah, but my point is, is that this isn't like it's a recurring theme this season. This isn't every single game we're getting spanked. Who would this you isn't say every single game? Biggest, who would you say that his two biggest rivals are in the league? Let's say three of them. Liverpool. We'd say City. Arsenal, Liverpool, City. Arsenal. Yeah. We've lost all three of them away. And yeah, but they they lost six to City, seven to Liverpool. They conceded three at Arsenal, right? So there are sixteen goals they've conceded away from home. Four, if you want it, twenty if you want to include Brentford. Four games, twenty goals. Mate, come on, now. No, I understand, right? but what I'm saying is, is this isn't a recurring theme of this team. This team hasn't. Hasn't been consistently bad. Yes, we've had results mm. like City. Yes, we've had results like Arsenal away, Brentford at the start of the season. But really, since then, we've been on a good run of form. We've put in good Absolutely. performances. With the fans have fallen in love with the team again. There's been something to sing about. There's been something to shout about. Things are looking up. Can we put this down to one bad performance due to no. fatigue? Let's Mm-mm. see how we get on against better Southampton and going forward. Wasn't fatigue when they lost six against City? Okay, wasn't fatigue when they lost four against Brantford. Wasn't fatigue when they lost five against Liverpool at home last season. And then they lost four away. And then they got... It wasn't fatigue when they lost 4-0 at Liverpool and got Mourinho the sack. It wasn't fatigue when they got lost four away to Watford and got Solskjaer the sack. I get where you're coming from, but no, that's not we're fatigue. talking about things... We're talking about other teams here, because you're talking about other seasons... We're talking about teams that they've been doing this for years. Do you know how many players played in the Liverpool game last season? They played yesterday. That lost. Go. Go. Five, six, if you want to include McTominay. That's more than half the team. Okay, so it's but again, it's not a full reflection. How many times do they want to say sorry? We're only a new season here, but we're only a new season. Okay, I keep hearing we're going to learn from this. Learn what? Well, well, but it's keep... not that we're going to learn from it, but I think this could spur us on to do something else in this do last what, remainder of the season. Do what that they needed go to lose 7-0. Go and win the Europa League. Go Why did they need to lose 7-0 to Liverpool to go do that? I'm not saying that. Remember I'm you were saying, saying last week, you know, should be winning league titles, you know, it should yeah. be winning this, you know, it should yeah. be winning that. So did they need to lose 7-0 to Liverpool to wake the fuck no, up? Of course not, but I'm saying this could spur Would you trust them again something? next season at Anfield with the same team? I wouldn't. With the same team, no, but... but Would you trust them? What, the okay, but, but but the reason why they lost yesterday, according to Ten Hag, has to do with professionalism. That's the bare minimum you expect from a 
footballer being paid at the top end of okay, the skill. But let's let's for one second, right? Put away everything. Think about the United that you're talking about from last season, right? And think about exactly what we've went through over the past three to four years. Think about the United that we've seen now. We've seen a trophy. We're sitting what third in the league. We're in the other two trophies. This is a good season. I'm no, not it, all it, of could, my... it could end up being a really good season if they if United finish in the top four, finish That's where fine. they are, then I think it could be a good season. That's not the point, Cam. The point is for United to go on and win league titles, for United to go on and do the things that you say they should be doing, for United to go on and be a top team in Europe, they have to find a way to not fucking lose 7 0 at Anfield. They have to lose, find a way to not concede 6 at City. They have to find a way. No other top team does this. But these are anomalies. No, but they're not anomalies. Anomalies once. No, 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 no. Yes, but Mate. what I'm saying, for this team, for this team... But it's not an army for this team. They've lost the way at Arsenal. They've lost the way at City. They've lost the way at Liverpool. They've the lost the way at Aston Villa. The Arsenal loss was unfortunate. It wasn't matter whether it's unfortunate or not. They still lost. But it is an anomaly result, whether you like it or not. This isn't happening every Come, single week. Anomaly is a one-off. I know yeah. what you're saying. I know what you're saying, but it's not happening every week. This team is not showing the performance. Well, we hope it's not happening every week. Yesterday. They've got the biggest wage bill in world football. But but let, let's think about the performance we've seen yesterday. We haven't seen a performance as bad as that. Since, since they last, last played year. their biggest rivals away, City. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not having it. We weren't as bad against City away. We were bad, but we weren't Mate, that bad. You tell me those three goals were a reflection of the score. We weren't, we weren't as bad as yesterday. What was we the score at half-time? Down, like what was the score at half-time in that City game? I can't remember. Three? Four now. Four. Mm. The game was over that time. Right. So, um, they, you know, at some point when you keep conceding six, five and six, I mean, wasn't an anomaly when they did it against Spurs at home. I mean, we, you, you define the team on its results. We've sat here and praised them and deserve all the praise in the world for what they did. Right? But you also take the criticism. And what they did yesterday, they deserve to be slated for. Because the bare minimum they owe United fans is being able to look them in the eye after a game. And they called them to do that again. Right? Go lose it on field, fine. If you lose 2-1, even 2-0, it can happen. 7-0. A professional football team. Would Real Madrid or Barcelona go and lose 7-0? Would Boca Juniors, if they played River Plate, lose 7-0? Would no, Celtic or Rangers lose seven 0 to each other? I think Rangers have a few times, but that's beyond. That's besides. Yeah, when point, was the right? last time Rangers lost Celtic seven 0 I, I can't remember, but you, you no, are. Well, it doesn't happen, right? I think the last time I even seen any of them hit each other for five was years ago, right? But, and we but, lost five 0 to Liverpool last season. Remember our old Trafford. But this is this is where I feel that you're being too. I, I don't want to say. No, you're not, because you're not being too hard on the team, but you're being too reactionary. There, that's the word someone said. No, they deserve comments. to be slated, slated for that. If they, you no, lose I'm, big games, then you deserve so. to be slated for that. This is what they'll define United. I get what you're saying, but what, what my point is, is that this isn't like we're going to get absolutely hammered every week, right? No, no, not every we're week. We're not getting hammered every week. Not, it's not a standard. No, no, uh, no, what do you mean, I mean it's not you're, a standard? You, you, you sat in this podcast last week and told me that Manchester United should be winning league titles and should be cleaning we up. Should and should be. Be okay. We should so be. Okay, so then you can't turn around and say that it's it, it's mitigation if they're not losing every week. They shouldn't be okay. losing every week. Okay, let, 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 me, let me put this to you. Do you think this team is good enough to have achieved what they've achieved at this stage of the season with what we've got at the moment? Yeah. I think, You're I think, miles yeah. off it, mate. 
miles off it if you think this team. Ten Hag has worked an absolute miracle. An I don't know, unbelievable job. There's no question about a it. Trophy to have us third in the league with this team. Yesterday was was shown the truth of what we have. No strength and depth. That's the problem. There is no strength and depth for this team, and that that that's it. There's no. There's nothing so, going to so, come back. So who 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 you singling out? There's not good enough. Who am I singling out? That whole bench, mm. apart from Garnacho. No, no, just that, just tell what. So Sabitzer's okay, not good enough I'll, anymore. I'll give you no. Is Sancho no, not good so, enough anymore? Bit part player off the bench. Sancho. Well, I'll get the Sancho out, by the way. Anthony's starting. Is Garnacho not good enough anymore? I said Garnacho's probably. Is Lindelof not good enough anymore? No, Lindelof's not good enough. That's the harsh reality. That's not what you were saying last week now. No, he's not good enough. He's not. And this is the harsh reality. Lindelof isn't good enough. Maguire isn't good enough. None of those players Sabitzer I can't really give an opinion on because I haven't seen much of him yet. You need a start in 11 was more than good enough to get a result there, Anfield. More than good enough. Nah, I'm not having it, mate. Anthony is terrible. Brutal. I've said it from the minute we've come on to this podcast. He doesn't (sighs) offer enough. He doesn't offer enough. Yeah, good thing the internet has a long memory, my friend. Go back I'm, and listen to last you. week's podcast. I No, what I said on last week's podcast was I've been very critical of Anthony and I think he's due a wee bit of respect because he played great, right? Terrible this week. Absolutely you said he played great in the, in the cup final. I did, that's what I'm just said to you. I, I, and I've he, he scored against Barcelona. I've consistently given him abuse on this podcast and I said to you last week he was great against Barcelona and he was great in the cup final. Yesterday he was abysmal against a good... Well, he wasn't alone back. there. No, he wasn't, but against a good left-back, he, he, he does the same thing every single time. He turns back, ends up in our, our own half. That's it, every single time. There is no strength and depth in this team. That's the problem. That's the main okay, problem. Okay, but that doesn't explain losing 7-0 to Liverpool. There's lots of teams don't have strength and depth. I, I, I wouldn't say Arsenal are stacked with depth. I, I'd say they've better strength and depth than us when they've got players like Reese Nelson coming off the bench. Reese Nelson? He's a, he's, now he's a door winner. No, he's a good player. Though. Is he better than Garnacho? I, I haven't once said Garnacho's a bad player. No, he's not better than Garnacho. So but he's I, would, certainly, I wouldn't say he's they have better depth than United. United didn't lose that game yesterday because of poor depth. Look at Liverpool's midfield, mate. Right? They lost that game yesterday because of professionalism, because of attitude, because of the way they played that second half, because what Ten Hag quite rightly said, and, and if... You know, they had lost that game due to the reasons you said. Then Ten Hag doesn't rinse the players in the way he does. Right? He doesn't turn around and call them a disgrace. He doesn't turn around. But no, he doesn't. Because if if it's completely... If you can turn... Because then can Ten Hag easily turn around and say, it's not the players' fault, you know, because we just don't have strength and depth, lads. Right? You're at Manchester And what would the fan reaction be to that? What would the reaction of the media come on? It's, man. Not, it's, not, it's not about that. It's about what getting a reaction from his players. It's not about what the fan <sighs> reaction of your nah. social media. You know, it, let me put it like this, mm-hmm. right? They got slaughtered yesterday in the media. Slaughtered. So And do you know how much worse it would have been if then had, had it came out and said this has nothing to do with the players to do with Well no, because on, he, he knows never it has to do it. with the players. He knows it has to do with the players on the field. And you know what? You'll find out against Barris and you'll find out against Southampton, who he holds primarily accountable for what happened. Right? Because the, he, he, you look at when you had lost games, he's always re- reacted with dropping players. I mean, so, in your opinion, who does he drop for Barris on Thursday night? I have no idea because he's, he's, he's not short on choices on, on who to drop, quite frankly. Um, I thought, I, I didn't think there was a single player you know, just who played well. 
Um, so, but Ten Hag will see things that you and I don't. You know, he's going to see things in training. He's going to see things in preparation. He's, I, I, I will say this: he has to be absolutely ruthless. You know, you needed need a striker. The striker situation is ridiculous, right? Anthony Martial just needs to be moved on at the end of the season. I feel sorry for the lad. It's not his fault. He just doesn't have a body that can stand up to regular professional football. But you can't sit here with one striker, right? Where everything has to go through because top teams will shut that down, right? The Jaden Sancho situation. Jaden Sancho needs one more year to prove that he's actually Man United quality and being consistent, or needs to be moved on. Simple as that, right? Um, he's way too inconsistent, and at a club like United, that it's not it's not acceptable. So Jaden Sancho has to prove next season he's good enough to play for Manchester United, or he has to be moved on, right? Not just him. The right back situation must get addressed. Diogo Dallow is not a good enough defender, right? I mean, his defending for the first goal, he gets sucked right in the middle, Gakpo attacks the space, right in behind him, scores. Right? Exactly what United should have been doing to Alexander-Arnold. Okay, okay so th- this, these points you're making is literally my point of not having strength and depth. Because no, no, but, Ten Hag I, I, is No one so said it's a complete team. No one said it's a complete team. No, look, no one said it's a complete team. We all know that United are not a complete team. We all know these are obvious. They need, they need an alternative to Casemiro, which, which we said last week. Because the contrast when they, when they don't play him is massive, as you saw against West Ham. I they don't had think he looked hundred percent against Liverpool. To be honest, no, with you. he didn't. I think he, he was carrying he was an injury a, or something. He was limping early, so no question. I, I I can accept that if you don't win the game due to fatigue, but I can't accept losing the game seven 0 due to fatigue. That, that's not acceptable. So to me, there's certain issues in the team that have to get addressed, and they have to be ruthless in how they address it. That will only happen if they get new owners. Because the Glazers don't have the money to finance what Ten Hag needs to do. Well, so, here's what I think he should do on Thursday night against Betis, right? I think he should drop Bruno Fernandes. I think he should drop Anthony. I think he should drop Luke Shaw. And I think he should drop David De Gea. That's, that's big decisions that Ten Hag has to make. I know there's not real strength and depth for a keeper, and it's going to be Tom Heaton or um, Butland. But at the end of the day... It needs to happen. The hair was terrible. I mean, I've again, he's another player that I, I've stuck up for constantly on this podcast. It, it shot seven goals. It's not good enough, regardless of, of who you're playing against or other situations. It's just not good enough. So he should be dropped, right? I think Martinez is lucky not to get dropped, but I'm not dropping him because he's been great in every other game this season. He just had a tough time yesterday. And I think, I think it's, he, it's Martinez yesterday he was doing the job of two players. He was doing the job of left-back and he was doing the job yeah, of centre-back. true. That's why I wouldn't drop him. If you look at, I think it was his second goal, Luke Shaw's ball-watching is truly unbelievable. Yeah, He's standing there defending the same space as Lissandro Martinez and there's nobody... Lissandro Martinez is one-on-one, I think, with Nunez. And Shaw's standing right behind him, not watching who's running over his shoulder. Right? Well, slips in the Gakpo. It was second or third goal, I can't remember. Um, and you're going, what are you doing? Why are you not watching? What? What? what I mean, it, he's been good this season. But again, these are the games that define you and whether you're good or great. And I asked the question about Marcus Rashford. Was Rashford a good player in great form? And I'll ask him about Luke Shaw. Is he a good player in great form prior to yesterday? Because I think we're being harsh on, on Shaw, though. Because but he Shaw was awful is, yesterday, mate. He, he was. was he really was. But so was everyone yesterday. else. But so, so was, was everyone else. But, but the thing is, when you play against... 
Nunez. No disrespect to Darwin Nunez, right? I mean, he's not a tactical monster, as you would say. If I've got, if I'm an above average left back, and Darwin Nunez or he's playing on the right or playing on the left, whether you're a right back or left back, I fancy myself against Nunez, because if you have keep him with his back to goal, the kid just doesn't have technique. So he's not lightning quick. I mean, the, the goals that he scored were, were top-ins. Maybe his header was decent. But you're looking at that and you're going, no top full-back should be getting beat in that situation. And maybe there was mental fatigue with Luke Shaw that caused that. I go back to the City game. It was a City game. That's when Malassia got dropped after that City game because he, he was poor in that game. Maybe this is... Uh, uh, Malassia hasn't been brilliant either and he's brought in to be fair but maybe that's where they need to give Luke Shaw a rest but again if Luke Shaw goes on a run of form against teams that I mean I thought he played well against Barcelona to be fair right? you need to show it in these games to show your world class because world class players show up in these games this is where you know there's no way City would have went to Liverpool and lost 7-0 if too many quality players to allow that to happen, right? There's no way that Real Madrid would go to Liverpool and lose seven. No, there's too much quality to prevent that from happening. Maybe two or three players have an off game, but six or seven are going to have an on game. You might lose it, but when you have that, when you have this happening repeatedly in these games, I mean, you never haven't won at Anfield since under Van Hal, and and they've been murdered, not even competitive in a lot of the games. I mean, Mourinho got sacked there by getting absolutely annihilated. I don't think he had a shot in that game. And this is this is what we're dealing with. It's, they're not even going there and competing. They're betraying themselves. They're betraying the history of the football club. They're betraying the standards that were set. They're betraying the bare minimum they owe the fans. I mean, you take any other big derby around the world, there's a lot of times there's quality disparity between the two teams, but there's not a competitive disparity. There's not a desire to fight for the shirt, for yourself, for self-respect, for pride, for the fans that pay your wages. Manchester United players yesterday should have paid back every one of those fans that showed up to that game. They should have been fined and reimbursed every single one of those fans that were made to sit there and listen to that and watch that. That's where I would accept an apology. Not some PR bullshit on Twitter. You want to apologize to me? Reimburse the fans that paid to watch that. That paid to go there, that did something else with their day, that sacrificed time with their family. Because those players on the pitch, for the vast majority of them, played like they'd rather be somewhere else. They should have reimbursed those fans. Bare minimum. I don't, I don't even have anything to say back to it. I just, I'm sickened by what happened yesterday. It's just a stark contrast from being at Wembley last week and looking at, at the side that we played yesterday, the exact same team that we played against Newcastle. By the way, we weren't great against Newcastle. Let's let's be honest, we weren't great against Newcastle. We got away with it because Newcastle were also very poor. But just the scenes at the end from last week compared to the yesterday is just honestly well, mad. I don't know how that happened. One of the things that makes me question <clears throat> is if they hurt like the fans hurt, they'd find it very difficult to do that. Because I'm angrier today than what I was yesterday, I'll be honest. 
Maybe because the game wasn't competitive for 30, 40 minutes, I'd given up on it. Um, but seeing some of the response to it, which is predictable, uh, about these David De Gea's apology and everything else, and it's just a rearrangement of the same bullshit I heard last season. I'm sorry, these standards aren't good enough, blah, 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 all this nonsense. It's like, what the hell? I just don't want to... It, it just is so frustrating to me. I can't hear you. I think you're... Your mic went off or did it? Yeah, it's in twelve. Yeah, you know. No, I just think it's it's one of them games where there's no explanation for what happened there. It's over. We have to move on. We'll have to we'll have to look forward. And I know you've said like better since Southampton. Well what it nothing's gonna change what happened yesterday. But at the end of the day we can only look forward. I do think this will spur this team on. I think it gives this team the kick up the backside that they needed. I think we were getting too big for our boots. I think there was players in that team that thought we were world beaters, to tell you the truth. Fans that thought we were potential quadruple winners, fans that thought we were gonna be something bigger than what we are. And realistically, Ten Hag's performed a miracle with what he's got at the moment. No, we we'll have to accept that defeat. <clears throat> we'll have to accept that defeat yesterday. It was really, really poor. At the end of the day, Liverpool were a much better side. Liverpool have been a much better side than us any time we've played them. Um, and well, that, that's just a simple fact. Not when played them at home. No, but but I'm, I'm just saying over the past few years in Anfield, sorry is what I meant to say. And yeah, that, that's where see, we're at. But see, Colin, that, here's, the thing, here's the thing that bothers me about that, right? <clears throat> um, I watched Chelsea go there and draw no each. Um and Chelsea were decimated by injuries. United went there and were four, four, lost 4 0. And truthfully, it could have been more. I think Klopp saved players, took players off because they were in the title race and they were prioritising other games. And you're going, this is surrender. This is unacceptable. I don't care if you put 11 kids from the youth team out there, they wouldn't have lost that game 7 0. Right? Because they would have exhibited professional respect, pride, passion. They cared. I mean, <clears throat> I haven't ever criticised Bruno Fernandes really, but he really annoyed me yesterday. Right, uh, his attitude, his petulance, his immaturity. Right, because if I'm an opposition player looking at that and going, this guy's so easy. Anytime anyone's ever played football will know if you've got a skillful player but has a temperamental problem, the first thing you do is you wind him up to get him off his game. And if you have that major mental weakness, that is a big flaw because it's so easy to take advantage of. You know, at some point at 3-0, you have to start thinking about the next game and go, okay, don't get sent off. I understand it's humiliating, but you put yourself there, right? Hold your other players accountable for that. If you want to get irritated at people, do it at your own team, right? And by the way, Bruno Fernandes should have scored in the first half. I feel sorry for him, but he's been shunted all over the place. He's played on the left, he's played on the right, he's played down the middle, he's played... You know, so he's not a he's not a winger, right? He doesn't have the pace for that. And, you know, the, 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 when I say Ten Hag's going to have to be ruthless, this is where he's going to have to be ruthless with people like Jadon Sancho. I've defended Jadon Sancho. I really want him to work out. But we're a couple of years in now, and it's really time Jadon Sancho showed that he's a Manchester United player. Do you have the quality to be a Manchester United player? You can't be that inconsistent. You can't be sitting at big games like this, where you're not even featuring. Apparently he doesn't feel well, and he's bug. I don't believe that, to be honest. Maybe he is, but 
is being way too inconsistent. At some point, for the money that United paid for him, chased him for two years, he has to show that he's good enough to play consistently at this level for a club that says United. And that question has to be answered in the next 12 months for me. No, I mean, if you need to go out and say, I mean, right now I put Garnacho ahead of him. Jaden Sancho needs to have a really hard look at himself because Garnacho is a kid and Anthony is maybe the one mistake that I'm starting to think Ten Hag has made. Because to me, what, what concerns me about Anthony is he is so predictable. Is he's going to cut inside on his left foot every single time. And anytime that kid's on his right foot, He's so reluctant to even swing his right foot at it. But I can't understand, as a professional footballer, right, how he isn't being made to work on his weak foot. I'm not saying he has to be he has to be a hundred percent on it on his weak foot. I'm not saying that at all. How that hasn't like me, you and the dogs in the street have seen it. So how in the name of God has that not been worked on? Or has it been worked on? He's just absolutely useless. I don't know. This guy, everything if he comes up against a good left back. We're done in. It's as simple as that. Well, I'm not so concerned about him working on Ryan Giggs was a one-footed winger. It's what he does with his left foot that bothers me. Not what he does with his right foot. Now, he should be more, a little bit more balanced. There's no question. But if I'm a defender, Mark and Anthony, I know where he's going every time. Every single time. I mean, he's so reluctant to go on his right. I know he's going to cut inside. I know he's going to try that swinging shot into the far corner. His delivery is not the best. Right? I'm looking at him and going, son, you can't be at one dimensional at this level. Right? Because it's too predictable. Uh, and and United are doing counterattacks and he's doing that stupid rollover on his foot, which is slowing him down and slowing the counterattack down. I'm like, what are you doing? Run! But I think like there's, he, did, there's... he did it yesterday, it infuriated me. You know, broke on the edge of box, which was, you know, we're 2 0 up, 2 0 down. And he's doing a rollover on his foot oh, no, when he should that. be sprinting. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? The surface I, is that way. I don't know if you notice with Anthony that he doesn't even make he doesn't even make runs. He doesn't even offer himself in a position where he knows he'll be vulnerable if he gets the ball. And that that's his problem. This guy is a, a professional football player playing at the top level and he can't even run into a position where he thinks he'll be vulnerable if he receives the ball. That's a serious problem we've got. I think Ten Hag made two two wrong decisions in his team. Yesterday, I think Wambasaka should have started ahead of Dallo, and I think Garnacho should have started ahead of Anthony. I think those were two decisions that he made wrong yesterday. I think even the substitutions that he made weren't great. I think, obviously, like this game was gone, but there's a point where you have to say to yourself, right, we shut up shop here. This is all about us now. This isn't about what Liverpool beat us. It's about us. At 3-0 yesterday, like, I mean, De Gea, someone said it, De Gea was taking quick goal kicks at, at 6-0. What's going on there? Like, De Gea was rushing to get the ball to take goal kicks at 6-0. It was an absolute farce from start to finish. I'm looking at Anthony's goals here if you need it. And they're all pretty much the same. Every single one. He cuts inside outside the box and puts it into the, the bottom goal left against corner. Arsenal, goal against Barcelona. Every one. They're all more or less the same goal. And that, that to me is a concern. That that may be the only thing I could say that Ten Hag's made a mistake on this season. Everything else has been incredible. And so I'm looking at that and I'm going, yeah, I know he's just turned 23, he's young. But it would still concern me about how one-dimensional his game is. 
I mean, there was a moment yesterday in the game first half where he was actually on the left wing and Rashford's down the middle wide open. It's not a difficult ball. And he hits the he first defender with it. But well, he, he tries to cross and he hits the first defender with it. I'm like, yeah. son, you're on your left-hand side. You're, left, you're left-footed. That's not a difficult ball. I mean, he has skill and all that, though. There's no doubt. And And look... He still has to mature and know when to do it and when not to. There's no. He, he's still going to improve, but I'm not convinced yet. And you know, I have similar concerns about Jadon Sancho in the sense that you know I, I'm I'm not sure what Jadon Sancho really is. I'm not sure if he's a winger because I've said this before. I don't think he has enough pace to be a winger. Um, I don't think he is a number 10. I mean, he probably is better in a central position. But again, we're at a point in his career we need a fans are entitled to expect some consistency. He came back after his long break. He should be hitting the ground running right now. Right? And he'll probably start, I would imagine, against Battis because some players will get will will will, will uh, get dropped. I mean, Garnacho bailed United out against West Ham. They were poor in that game too. And uh, you're, you're looking at that and you're going, you know, Rashford started in the last two games has looked really tired. He looked Really, this was coming though, wasn't it? Let's be honest. I don't think it was really coming. I didn't, it I didn't no, see it coming. No, 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 no. No, no, I didn't see it coming either. I don't mean like that. I just mean we were due a defeat. Maybe not a defeat, fine. But we, but we were due, like, I mean, the performance against Newcastle was shit. The performance against West Ham was also shit. That performance yesterday was just abysmal from start to finish. I actually, I don't even want to talk about it anymore, mate, to be honest. Well, I think the, the, we've talked enough about it. It is, every, it's annoying me more even just sitting there. The thing about the Newcastle game is finals just have to be won. You don't have to play exceptionally well. And yeah. Newcastle had 63% of possession. They had played a counter-attacking game and they won the game and, and that's fine. I, I'm not really concerned about playing well and losing. I'd rather win playing, you know, uh, against West Ham, I felt that they didn't play well because of the rotation. His players that come in just didn't play well. And and you, you are correct in saying, of course, the depth is an issue, right? In terms of, you know, but, but see, that's where I see depth showing up being an issue, is that rather than winning the game, you're, you're comfortably, because you've got the depth to rotate, you struggle to win games, you don't lose them. Five, six, seven, no. I mean... That's in it, its worst defeat since what 1930, uh, was it 1931 or something? I mean, that, that's just unacceptable. Big teams should not be losing games of football like that. I mean, that's an under 10 result. Do you should, think... I mean, I remember when they beat Arsenal 8 2, and my disrespect for Arsenal at the time was, oh my god, they're absolutely awful, they're miles off, and I'm sure that hurt. Do but you that... think that there's a, there's a, a reason in here? That that, and this is only a question, that that centre back partnership needs broke up, going no, forward for the don't. next few weeks, for the next few weeks, just to, just to shake the side up a bit, because, I mean, Martinez has been great, Varane's been great, players do fatigue, players need a rest, 
we have games coming thick and fast here over the next few weeks. Is this the time for Ten Hag to say, okay, Lindelof or Maguire, it's time for one of you to step up. Let's see if you can give us a hand here for the next couple no, of weeks. And give... I, think, I think the problem with that is they're not leg-for-leg leg replacements. And so when no, you bring no. in the likes of Maguire in a game where you're pressing high you're, you're, and you've got a quick forward against them, you're not going to get an equivalent result. You're not going to get a fresh in team. You know, but I think Maguire get... alongside Martinez is a lot better than Maguire alongside Varane. Well, he's a right-footed centre-back, but it all depends on how you're playing and what type of team you're playing. And you could probably argue that Lindelof has been better than Maguire, I would say, this season. I think Maguire is probably fourth-choice centre-back right now. Maguire turned 30 at the weekend. Um, and <clears throat> it's clear that Ten Hag doesn't trust him. You know, there's been plenty of opportunities to rest them in games. You know, play them against Leicester. Yeah, um, play them against teams where, but but Ten Hag doesn't trust them, and so and I I think Maguire knows that. Uh, so I don't think Maguire's playing to save his net of career anymore. I think he knows it's over, and this is where the ruthlessness is going to have to come in this season, this summer. Is like the question marks need to be asked about Scott McTominay. You know. It's question marks need to be asked about a lot of players, you know, that are fringe players. That really, what do they bring when they play? Because if you can't freshen up the squad and have a similar set level of quality, well, you have to bring them off at half time to win a game against West Ham. You know, West Ham were beaten four 0 by Brighton at the weekend, right? Then that tells me that the players you have on the bench aren't good enough. They have to be moved on. You know, the the right back situation is. The problem is Wambasak is great when you need when you're defending the lead. But when you need to win a game, you know, that's one of the reasons why I understand why he didn't start him yesterday, is because I think they wanted to pin those fullbacks back. They wanted to pin Trent Alexander back. Uh because they know he goes forward. They wanted to get Pin Robertson back. Wambasak is not gonna do that. They're gonna sit deep against Liverpool. And that would be a concern. Dallow isn't good enough as a defender to do that. And as a fullback, he if you're not chipping in with with six or seven eight goals and 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 similar assists, then you're not a good enough wingback. And Dallow doesn't do that, so that is a position that United need to address over the summer. But in saying that, even if you're two three players short in key positions, you still shouldn't be losing the way they lost yesterday. And they all have to take responsibility. They've taken plenty of praise. I'm 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 confident that. It, 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 the result reminded me of last season, but maybe not everything else because it, I, I do think they will get a reaction to this. And I think Ten Hag, you know, is the type of guy that will be ruthless, and he has been ruthless all season with Rashford, even with, with Ronaldo. I mean, they dropped Ronaldo Maguire after Brantford. They really never were, they, they were left out for quite a while. Um, I think he'll do similar. Uh, the the question is, does he have the quality to to really enforce what he wants to do? I don't think he does yet. Um, but come, this team has to leave these types of results behind. I did not think a Ten Hag team after City. I mean, I can understand why they lost six at City at some point because it was still at the beginning of the the the, the process. I didn't think this far in, a team. That did resemble its manager was capable of going and losing at Liverpool seven. I just I mean, 
it, it was it was like a car crash. It was hard to believe that that they could be that disjointed and and to be that disconnected from the fans. Just honestly, what's your predictions for Thursday night against Betis? I Give think a hitable win. I think for Betis, the worst thing that could have happened was this result. Betis um, are a good side, though. They're a good side, but I still think United will go out there and get a result against Betis because I think they'll be stinging from criticism. And I do think some of the leaders in the team will be desperate to put it right. Whereas last season, they they really stopped Curran. Um, what has to be shown to these players is the players that do this, and let's be honest, there's five or six of them on that United team that have done this over and over again have to be shown there's serious consequences for that type of failure that you will not continue to have. I don't care how well you play for three quarters of the season. If you're going to go into big games and capitulate, you're not a Man United player. Yeah, 100%. I think we need to go out put on a performance Thursday night, get a win against Betis, and we need a win against Southampton on Sunday. A loss in either of these games or a draw is catastrophic for this season really because both these games are so important well the rest of the season is really important now because here's the thing about that Carabao Cup if United only win the Carabao Cup and finish outside the top four it's a bad season so if they win the Carabao Cup finish top four and uh, then it's a good season it's a very good season if they can add a Europa League or an FA Cup but you look at that FA Cup and you look at City I would still worry about United team doing a similar what they did Liverpool against City in another one-off game somewhere. They could win it, or they could do that. I mean, they, I mean, when you look at the fact that they beat Liverpool and City at home, and conceded thirteen away, that's insane, mate. I mean, that that, t- that tells me that there's still some fragility in that team, that um, where maybe they don't completely trust themselves against big teams. And one of the things that Real Madrid did against Liverpool that United don't have yet is they don't lose confidence quickly. Even at 2-0 down, they still believe they're going to win that game. Now, United were behind twice against Barcelona, came back and still won the game. They drew 2-8 away, beat them at home. Um, but they weren't out of sight. They weren't, if Barcelona had got a second, I would have doubted United would have come back in that. The best teams in the world, when United were in their pump, they... Never. I mean, I remember the Spurs game 3-0 down at halftime. Teddy Sheeran him saying in the, in, in the tunnel, don't let them score early. Because they knew once they did, they come back and eat you alive. Yeah, we know weren't there yet. But the Ten Hag bought, what, five players this summer? So he needs another six yeah. to make a team. That's what I was saying. Six of the team that still remain from last season to me were, are still a concern. We're not mentally in these games how easy it is to fall back into bad habits so Boy, I think United will, will win this week and I think that obviously they've got a perfect fixture this weekend against the Hampton that they should win too hopefully anyway um, if anyone's got a good drug dealer give me a number three yeah mate likewise cheers mate, it was enjoyable Thanks. for some verbal sparring speak soon see you later bye